Hello, welcome to today's podcast. I'm so glad you tuned in. We've been talking about what to do when you're living in that tension. The tension between you find out that God has a promise for you, but yet you're not yet walking in that promise. You're not seeing that thing manifesting in your life. What do you do in that place of tension? Because I believe that's the place where most people miss out on walking in the fullness of God. They give up in that place of tension. What do you do while you wait? Don't miss today's broadcast. I believe it's going to be a blessing for you in your life. Well, again, my name is Craig Jones. Thank you so much for tuning in. Last week, we started off on this understanding of what to do in that moment of tension while you wait on the promises of God. And I, I start off by, by bringing us to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. that said, Don't be slothful, but be a follower of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. And then we jumped into Psalms 37, and we really talked last week about doing it God's way, not trying to jump in there and... A lot of us, we want to manipulate God. We want to push God. It doesn't work. You can't manipulate God. If you think you can, go check out in the Old Testament, find out what happened to Uzzah when he tried to manipulate God. and tried. To, he, he was just trying to steady the ark, but he was doing something outside of God's way, and it killed him. So understanding of how, what does it mean to do it God's way. So we looked at Psalms 37 after that, and I want to jump right back in there. Understanding what do you do? Because what if you're sitting with right here today and you're saying, you know what, I know there are some things that God has promised me, but I also know I'm not walking in that. And I want to be walking in that. I want to experience that, but I'm not experiencing that right now. And I'm getting frustrated. I understand. I understand. That's why you got to operate in the faith and the patience of God. If you missed last week, go back and listen to last week. I'll be, I believe it'll be a blessing to you. But then we, we went over to Psalms 37, and it says, Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. If you don't do it God's way, you won't last. So we understand what it means to do it God's way, just trusting in Him. That brings us to verse 3, which is a powerful verse of Scripture. In verse 3 of Psalms 37, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. It says, trust in the Lord. What do you do in those moments of tension? You know, I talked about this last week. We, there are so many areas where we have tension in our life. Maybe you have tension when you spend time with your family at Thanksgiving. Maybe you experience the tension of, of being around people that you work with that honestly you, you just don't get along with. There are other kinds of tension. There's the tension of, you know, we're living in the tension right now of the promise of the coming of God, the, the, the second coming of the Lord. And we know that we are right on the precipice of that moment, but it hasn't happened yet. And there's tension because of that. Now, the other tension that we, that we're, the really the tension we're talking about right now is the tension between that play, that, that tension that arises when you understand that God has promised you something and he says it's yours but you're not experiencing it right now in your life. What do you do? See, most people, they either throw up their hands and go, well, you know, I, I'm not getting it yet. You know what must be happening? Because people don't want to take responsibility. That's the truth. Now, I know that's a hard word to hear, but it's a freeing word to hear. A lot of people, they get upset at God and they go, I don't understand why I'm just not walking in it. Lord, why aren't you giving me this thing? And they, they, they assume if they're not experiencing something yet, God must be holding it up for some reason. Understand the, the holdup is never with God. The holdup is always in us. 
in everything. The holdup is in us. God is waiting on us to get our act together. God is waiting on us to mature. God is waiting on us to, to, to claim those promises. God is waiting on us to have faith and patience at the same time. God is waiting on us to exemplify the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. God is waiting on us to trust in Him fully. But we don't want to take responsibility. We, 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 are, we, are, we are notorious for trying to slough off the responsibility onto somebody else. It's not my fault. It's God's fault. It's not my fault. It's my family's fault. It's not my fault. It's my pastor's fault. It's not my fault. It's my friend's fault. It's always somebody else's responsibility. No, listen, you need to take responsibility. And and I've said this before. That's a freeing word. That is not a word of condemnation. That's a freeing word. See, when you understand that you need to take responsibility, you can change you, but you can't change anybody else. So for me, that's a good word. I like that word. I'm glad to hear that word because I recognize I can adjust what's taking place in my own heart, but I can't change somebody else's heart. God wants your heart to be pruned and changed by His Word. We have missed out on this so much. We live in a place of head knowledge and not heart knowledge of the Word. God wants your heart to be saturated by His Word. And when your heart is saturated by His Word, when it becomes rhema on the inside of you, You'll do what verse 3 says. You will trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord. When I say trust in the Lord, I'm not, I'm not just talking about not worrying. That's what people hear. They say, oh, okay, I got to not worry. Now, how many you know when you hear the word don't worry, what does that make you want to do? Worry all the more. So I'm not telling you just don't worry. Trusting in the Lord is not just don't worry. It's really thought replacement. See, where are your thoughts going to? You know, we, we, need, we need a thought transplant in our life. That's what we need. We need a thought transplant. We need the thoughts of the enemy and the thoughts of the world and the natural things that we think, oh, it's just natural to think like that. It's carnal to think like that. We need, we need a thought transplant from carnal thoughts to a spiritual mindset. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's what Romans chapter 8 tells us. We need to operate in a, in a healthy spiritual mindset. What's a spiritual mindset? A spiritual mindset is not thinking there's angels everywhere all the time, even though there are spiritual things going on all around us. A spiritual mindset is a word mindset. It's a truth mindset. That's what a spiritual mindset is. We need a thought transplant from carnal thoughts to spiritual thoughts. How do we get that? by reading the Word, by spending time with God, by focusing. He says, think on these things. These things. If it's good or lovely or of good report, if it have any virtue in it, think on these things. He says, I want you to focus on the goodness of God. Whew, man, that is powerful right there. We need to learn to focus on the goodness of God. We focus on so many negative things in this world. We watch the news and it makes us focus on the Dow Jones and uh, the, the the Dow Jones index and and all these other these other these other economical things that are worldly focused. If you want to understand how to operate in the kingdom finances God has for you, get your eyes off of the stock market and get it on the Word of God. Get it on the stock market of the kingdom because the stock of the kingdom is always going up. Amen? We need to be focused on the goodness of God, not all these other things. We need to be consumed with Him. That's what it means. If you want to trust in God, trust is earned by spending time with Him, getting to know Him. When you know Him, you trust Him, you believe in Him. And God is saying, I want you to trust in me. I want you to believe in me. 
That's going to happen because we choose to be consumed with God. I want you to be consumed with the goodness of God. Be consumed with the promises of God. Be consumed with the fact that God is a loving God. Get your eyes off of, let me tell you something. You need to get your eyes off of other people. You need to get your eyes off of people that are doing it wrong. There's a lot of people who are doing it wrong. Listen, you you will never stumble upon the path of victory by studying somebody else's failure. Study the victories of Jesus Christ. Study the words of God. Study the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's what's going to bring you into victory. Don't be consumed by other people. Be consumed by Him. What we need to do is we we need to change our triggers. Change our triggers. See, our mind and heart goes to a certain place because certain things trigger us. You need to change your triggers. Some of you, you're too easily triggered by other people. And it sends you down a rabbit hole of despair and pain and heartache. And you need to tra- change your trigger. If you find yourself getting frustrated at other people and thinking and wanting to give up because other people are frustrating you, you need to train, change your trigger. You need, you need to get into a place where, because let me tell you something, the enemy is going to come. He's going to work double time on you. When the enemy knows what buttons he needs to push, he's going to spend every day going, gong, 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 push the button. Button, 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 because he recognizes that's what manipulates you. So what you got to do is you got to stop letting the enemy manipulate you. You want the enemy to stop whispering in your ear? Quit reacting to his words. When the enemy comes and taunts you, quit getting frustrated. Years ago, I found out that he's the author of confusion. He's the author of lies. You know what that means? All he can produce is lies. That's all he can produce. That's all he can author. He's the author of lies. That's all he can produce. So whatever the enemy is telling you, this is a good word right here. Whatever the enemy is telling you right now, the opposite is true. That is God's truth in your life. Whatever the enemy, when the enemy tells you you're not going to make it, you know what that means? You're going to make it. When the enemy tells you you're going to die, you know what that means? All he can speak is lies. You know what that means? You're going to live. But if you listen to those lies and you would take them as truth, then you allow that to have power in your life. But if instead you would take the words of the enemy, years ago I started doing this, the enemy would tell me, I'm going to do this in your life, I'm going to do that. And I started, God said, flip it around and rejoice me. And when the enemy said, I'm going to take your life, I'd say, thank you, Jesus, that the enemy can't touch me. He can't have my life. My life belongs to you, God. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. With long life, you will satisfy me. I thank you, Lord, that I remember your promises. And I, I, I changed the triggers. And what happened was the more that I did that, the enemy quit. He, he stopped lighting. He, he, he got so sick of being clobbered all over his head because he would come and he would bring a word and I would turn it around to him that he stopped whispering in those things in my ear. And God wants to bring some things in your life, but it's going to come through trust in Him. God wants us to live safely and prosper in the land that we live in. Prosper is not just having money. I know I say that and some people I can hear right now, they're going, oh, there he was. He's just talking about prosperity. No, I'm not talking prosper. It's so much more. Now, it does mean take care of your finances because God doesn't want you poor and broke. But it means to be whole. Amen to be whole in your thinking, to be whole in your body, to be whole in your relationships, to be full of joy, to be full of peace. And yes, to have enough money to make it and to bless other people. But that's going to come through you having trust in God, through having faith. Amen? Now, the thing about faith is you can't just say, I believe God, 
It's more than that. See, verse 3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Say that with me, and do good. Yeah, because the Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. Faith is not just believing something. See, what he's saying is faith is dead. It's not really faith if there's no works with it. So for you to say, I believe something, but not do something with what you believe, you really don't have faith. What you say is faith is not really faith. It's dead. That's what God is saying. He says that faith without works is dead. Trust in the Lord and do good. Don't just say, well, oh yeah, no, I, I, I trust in God. I believe God. Do you believe Him enough that you'll do something about what He's saying? See, what God is looking for is what one minister called a, a positive response. That's what faith is. Faith is the positive response to what Jesus Christ has already done. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. There is something you need to do. And that thing, let me tell you something. You need to find out what that thing is that God wants you to do. See, if you're not careful, you hear that and go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's what I mean. I, there was something I needed to do. So we go out there and we try to manipulate. Once again, we try to push God and not do it His way. And we want to go do something because we want to say, I have faith, so here's what I'm doing. No, faith is a response to truth. Amen? It's a response to truth. It's not you trying to manipulate God. So it's not just going out and doing something. You should only do what He says to do. We should only be doing what God calls good. Amen? We, we need to do what God tells us to do. There's something powerful about doing what God tells us to do. Not your own idea of what good works are, but God's promises lived out in a life of action in response to Him. What God tells you to do. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Let us not grow weary in well-doing, or let us not grow weary while doing good, another translation says. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. He says, don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary while you're doing good. There's the good thing God has called you to do, and the enemy would love for you to get weary while you're doing that good thing. And a lot of people, you know why they get weary? They get weary because they don't see the promises yet. And they say, well, something must be wrong. Where am I missing it? I need to change my actions. God, obviously this doesn't work, so I need to do something else. Everybody's always looking for God to give them a better word. You know, it's, it's like, I, I told the church recently, it's like Spotify. You know, you put on a playlist for Spotify and a song comes up, you go next. And you didn't like that when you get three seconds to do it next. Next song. Next, we have Alexa. Alexa, next song. No, Alexa, next song. We do that to the voice of God. God comes and we say, God, I need your direction. And God says, all right, here's direction. Do this. And we go, mm, all right, God, next. What's the next word? Give me another one. No, I don't like that one either. Next, next. See, he says, he says don't get weary in doing what is good. We, we gotta, we, here's what we got to do. You got to find out what God is saying to do. First of all, find that. Find out what God is saying to do. Amen. You know, we, we, we just, we just got we, we to know what, what he's telling us to do, and we got to commit. Ooh. Man, I know even when I just say that, there are people that are cringing right now. They hear that word, commit. Oh, oh no, no, no. I was, you had me until you said the word commit. Listen, stop trying God and start committing to God. That means you're going to have to commit to what God tells you to do. He says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't, don't get tired of doing the right thing. Whatever the right thing is, 
Just because you don't see it working for you does not mean it's not the right thing any longer. But that's what happens. We get frustrated with the right thing and we go, well, that must not work for me because I wasn't getting what I wanted to out of it, so I need to move on to something else. Give me a better thing. No, you need to go back to the thing God told you to do and commit to that. He says, if you'll do that, he says, if you will commit to what I tell you to do, if you'll do the good thing, you will reap if you faint not. We, we, get, so, we get so addicted to revelation we want another word from God. We, we just want to keep moving on to the next thing, you know. But, but, but let me tell you something. God, God, God is the God who finishes what He starts. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He finishes what He starts. So when He starts something in your life, He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's not going to stop until He's finished it. If there's something He's told us to do, we, we're not done with that until that thing has completed the work it's supposed to complete in us. So we need to find out what God is telling us to do, and then we need to do it. So you 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 got to know what he what he wants you to do, and you got to do it. Now let me just tell you something. Some people they get so caught up on like I don't know. I'm just trying to find that magical thing God has for me, and they're missing out on just the basic things that God has already said. They're saying, God, I need you give me give me that deeper word. If you give me a deeper word about about what is it? What is that mystical thing you want me to do? I'll do that. And God is saying, can you just do the basic things? You know, can you can you do the basic things? The Bible says in Luke four six it says, and Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, as was his custom. He entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read, as was his custom. In other words, he went to his hometown. And it was a Sunday, so he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what I always do. I go to the house of the Lord on the Sabbath. How about that? Some people are like, you know, God, I, I, need, I need you to give me a deep word. And God is just saying, will you get connected to a body of believers and be committed there? And they're saying, well, I, don't, I tried that, and that's not working. I, I, I need a deeper word than that, you know, God. And God is saying, you know, you know. In Mark 10, verse 1, getting up, he went from there to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. Crowds gathered around him, and again, according to his custom, once more he began to teach them. As was his custom, he served people. He, he taught them out of that gifting. His gifting was teaching. What is your gifting God has given you? God is telling you right now, listen, if it was my custom to do what I was gifted to do and called to do, it should be your custom to do what you were called to do and what you're gifted to do. That means you need, you need to be about the, the, the operation of serving in the kingdom of God. I know you're saying, I don't, I don't want this. I want a deeper revelation because I don't, what is it that I'm missing out on? Maybe you're just not serving people properly. Maybe you're just not loving people the right way. But maybe God is saying, listen, there's things that I want in your life, but you don't understand my love because you're not operating in my love. If you'd ever get into that place where you were a conduit of my love, you'd feel my love flowing through you. You'd understand that my love is also flowing to you. Will you, will you serve and help other people? It's amazing. I need a deeper revelation. No, you don't need to. Listen, there are some basic things. The Bible says in Luke twenty two thirty nine, 39, and he came out and went as he was wont, which means as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. He went there to pray. Prayer was a custom of God. We say, God, you know, I, I, I need a deeper revelation. And God is just saying, will, will you come to me in prayer? Will you, will you spend time with me? Will you talk with me? Will you converse with me? These are things that should never cease. These things, these are things that should always be in our lives. We're, we're, we, are looking, we are looking for a, a, a deep revelation of what God wants to do. And, and God is saying, listen, 
Just do what I'm asking you to do. You would say, no, well, I don't like that. I need something deeper or I need something different. I don't like the idea of, of you know, you're, you're saying, God, I need, I need help in my finances. And you keep feeling led to go feed the poor. And you say, you know what, but I just don't want to do that. Give me another word. And God is saying, I'm not going to change my mind. Years ago, I used to have people that would, that would call me when I was a Bible college director. And they would call me, they would want counseling. And I would help them. And um, I remember one lady, she called me on the phone and she was having some issues in her life. And she said, I need help with these issues in my life. You know, would you help me? And I listened to her. And then I said, all right, well, here's, I'm going to give you the biblical answer to what you need to do. They were, they were spiritual, biblical answers, practical steps of what she needed to do to get from where she was to the place where she was walking in the promises. And a couple of days later, she called me back and she said, it must be something else. I tried everything. She, listen, three days. I tried everything you told me to do, and it's just not working in my life. There must be something else. What more do I need to do? And I went through the process of telling her again everything I had told her previously. And she got frustrated with me. And she goes, you don't understand. I tried that, and it doesn't work. And, and um, you know, I, 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 it, it must be something else. I, 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 need, I need a better revelation. I need a deeper revelation. If you can't do that for me, I need somebody. Come on, tell me what is it I need to do. And I said, I'm telling you what you need to do. You can't even do the, the foundational works of the kingdom of God, and you're wondering why it's not working for you. Master those processes first. Dive into that. Get in the Word. Pray. Confess the Word. Pray the Word of God. Ask God. Praise and worship God. Thank God for those promises. But everything I told her to do, she was having trouble with confusion. Get in the Word and read the Word. Here's some great passages of Scripture for you to read that will help get your mind in alignment with the Word of God. I don't want to hear that. What's another revelation? She didn't want to hear the truth of the Word. She wanted something else that was because she was always looking for a deeper revelation. She, she didn't want to just do the foundational things that God was saying. She didn't want to do. He said, don't get weary in doing the right thing, the good thing. I'm telling you right now, in that place of tension, don't get weary in doing the right thing. Whatever God has told you to do, be faithful to that. This past Thursday night, my wife was telling um, was teaching at, the, at our women's breakthrough. We have a women's breakthrough ministry the first Thursday night of every month. It's powerful. I invite you, uh, if you're a lady out there and you're close, come come on a Thursday night. The first Thursday night of every month, Women's Breakthrough Night is powerful. They declare freedom over women's life. It's amazing to see what the Holy Spirit does. But she was teaching, and she began to tell about the Betty Baxter story. I don't know if you've ever heard this story or not. But the Betty Baxter story, Betty Baxter had a, a terrible, debilitating disease. And she was standing on the Word of God, and she was claiming the promises of God. And... She just stood on the Word. She prayed. She confessed the Word. She believed and trusted in God. And she struggled. Her, her daughter, had it was her daughter who had this disease, had it for 15 years. 15 years. Or maybe, maybe it was Mary Baxter. Maybe it was her mother that was bleeding with her. But she had, this, she had this debilitating disease for 15 years. 15 years. She was believing for God to give a miracle to her for 15 years. And she said, after 15 years, the Lord gave her a word. said, on this date, this Sunday morning, I'm going to show up at your house. I'm going to give you a miracle. She had been doing the, she had, she had not get weary and well-doing. She had not gotten weary. She kept doing what was good because she knew what the word, she knew if God said it, he meant it. And if God said it, it's good word and it works. She wasn't looking for a better word. She just did what God said for 15 years. And finally, one Sunday morning, he said, I'm going to show up on this date. I'm going to heal you. They went out and bought a dress laid out the dress and the clothes and at the time God said he was going to 
there was they said that Jesus Christ walked into her into the bedroom reached down and grabbed her out of a wheelchair picked her up and after 15 years she was made whole she was made whole you want to know why because she didn't get weary in doing what was right don't get tired of doing what was what is right when god says this is the way to victory when he says this is the thing i've told you to do commit to it and don't give up and i promise you if you'll do that you'll experience the fulfillment of God. What do you do while you wait? What do you do in those moments of tension? Well, you don't give up on God. I can promise you that. You keep trusting in God. You put your trust and your faith in God and you do what God tells you to do. That's what you do in those moments of tension. You don't give up. Amen. I want to pray with you. I want to pray right now that, that, that you'll experience the fulfillment of God in your life. And that you'll have the patience to trust in Him. And you'll have the wisdom to ask and say, God, what is it you want me to do? And whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to commit to it. I'm not going to give up on it. I know your word is true. I'm going to see it happen in my life. So I'm going to keep on trusting in you. I want to pray right now that over your life. Lord, I just thank you. You touch every person listening right now. Lord, I thank you, first of all, that you are a good God. I thank you, Lord, that you are a miracle worker. I thank you, Lord, that any word you've ever spoken over our lives, you don't give up on it. You haven't changed your mind about your promises. And I thank you, Lord, right now you're working miracles in people's lives that are listening to this word right now. And Father God, that you'll give us that faith and patience. You'll give us that stick to it, that, 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 that bulldog stick to it type of faith that will say, listen, I'm going to trust in you and do good. I'm not going to get weary and well-doing. I'm going to keep doing whatever, God, you tell me to do. I'm going to keep doing it because I know your word is sure. I'm not giving up on you because because time is telling me a different story. I don't care what the clock tells me. All I care about is what you have spoken and declared over my life. So I'm going to keep doing that thing you've called me to do until I experience the fulfillment of your promises. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace, your faith and your patience. I thank you, Lord, that your word is true, that you're healing, you're delivering, you're setting free, Father God, right now. Whatever it is you need from God, I pray you receive it right now in Jesus' name. You receive all that he has for you. I thank you, Lord, you are a good God in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I want to invite you to come out Sunday mornings, 1030 a.m., Wednesday at 7 p.m. We have our Easter service coming up shortly on Easter Sunday morning. Come out and be with us. We actually have a 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock service on that day. We have prayer on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. And on Sunday nights at 6 p.m., we have our School of the Supernatural. We believe in training up people, activating them to go do the work of them. Listen, God is doing something in this season, in this hour right now. In this season, God is calling us to step forth and, and, and to walk in the fullness of what He has for us. So we're trying to activate people. So come out and join us for our School of the Supernatural at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. We know God has something great in store for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know that God is moving in your life right now. Don't give up. Thank you for joining us. I pray that you are blessed, encouraged, and given hope to grow into all that God has for you. If you enjoyed today's broadcast, please like, subscribe, and share it with your family and friends. And don't forget to join us for our next podcast. And remember, no matter what things look like with God, all things are possible.